How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Here's a good idea. Have a point. It makes it so much more interesting for the listener. Welcome to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening until 10 o'clock. Hey, thanks so much for staying up late with us here on The Voice of St. Louis. We've got a lot of stuff to cover this evening. Uh, we've got uh, we've got guests. We've got news. We've got stuff that at least the intent is that, is that it's uh, funny. Uh, my kids tell me, Dad, stop trying. You're not funny. So, I mean, I, I, got, I understand that. But I, I just don't give up, though. That's my competitive nature. The, the more often they tell me uh, that whatever I'm saying isn't funny, the, m- the more I just pour it on. I think it's a dad's responsibility to harass his children. So I, I live up to that standard as often as I possibly can. So thanks so much for sitting or for uh, being here with us this evening. And uh, today I, I look this up. I always find this interesting. What is the national day today? Today is National Serpent Day. Uh, Matt Pajeski, producer extraordinaire, what are your thoughts about snakes? You know, snakes evoke a high level of emotion, have a high emotional response in people. What say you? Well, I'm not really, uh, I'm not too terribly afraid of snakes, um, although I'm not, I'm not fond enough of them to have them as pets. I don't get how people can do that. that. That would just creep me out knowing it's in my room or in the house somewhere behind a flimsy glass case. Not, I'm not that fond of them, but they're, uh, they're, they're, they're scary things out there, I think, like spiders. Just, that's just me, though. Just you. Just, so snakes, you're, you're okay with them, but you don't really want to be best friends with them. No. Is that fair to say? Is it possible to be best friends with a snake? I don't think he would think that about you. Well, <laughs> maybe, uh, or, or maybe you, you think a lot like uh, Indiana Jones did well, when it comes to snakes. Snakes. Why did it have to be Snakes. Asps. Very dangerous. You go first. Well, and you've, you know, we've talked about this before, Matt. My my youngest daughter has a snake. She has a pet snake. Have I told you this before? No, I don't think so. I don't okay. know about that. So she has a pet snake. It's a it's a ball python. Wow. And the it the when she when she talked us into buying this snake, she was in high school, and. She said, I want to get a snake, but it wasn't until after she bought the snake that she informed my wife and I that snakes live 30 years of when they're kept as pets. A 
year commitment. So she didn't tell us that, and I didn't research it. I guess it's my fault. So she gets this snake, and the snake comes home, and it's in it's in the bottom of a styrofoam cup. It's tiny as a baby snake. And that was probably one, two, three. That was probably about four years ago. Now it's about four feet long. Wow. And she's got the case for it, and she keeps the snake. So she gets the snake out, and the, the ball pythons, you can't feed them live animals because they're too timid. Okay. Anything alive is going to kill these things. So you can't get any more of a timid snake pet than a ball python. But it completely creeps my wife out. She has, wants to have nothing to do with it. So last year, while my, wife, while my daughter was in college, uh, my wife and I went on a vacation. And it was my job to keep track of the snake when my daughter was at college. So uh, we went in and I went to look at it on the snake before we left for vacation. And it was at 3 o'clock in the morning and our flight leaves at 4.30. So I'm walking in, check on the snake. The snake's not in the tank. Get out of here. It's not in the tank. So it's I'm reaching in. I'm reaching in. I'm digging around, looking for the snake. Yeah, you would think it was a prank, right? But my daughter wasn't even home. She was in college. So there's no snake anywhere. The snake is not in the tank. And so I'm looking at my watch, and I'm saying to my wife, we we, we got to catch our flight. we got to leave right now. Oh. And my wife is saying, no, it's going gonna, it's gonna to break our daughter's heart if you lost her snake. Of course, now it's my fault, right? Because it I'm, always is, Brad. I, it is. It's always my fault. It's fine. So I was the keeper of the snake. So apparently the clip didn't get on and he pushed his way out of the top. So I'm loading the luggage in the car. I've already written the snake off. I've said, you know what? Sorry, it's a snake, but we got to catch our flight to Florida. So uh, while I'm loading the luggage in the car in the driveway, my wife is desperately looking for this snake. She goes into one of our other daughter's bedrooms. That's everybody out of the house. It's an empty bedroom. And she sees the back six inches of this snake as it's heading behind the bookcase. And my wife said, I've got, I've got a decision here. Do I grab the snake, which will basically raise every fear that she's ever had? She hates him. She doesn't want to look at him. She doesn't want to hold him. She doesn't want to be around him. She doesn't want to be in the same zip code as a snake. But if she goes and yells at me to come and get it, the snake will be gone. And the snake is gone. And she, So she pushes through her fear and grabs the tail of the snake while it's going behind the bookcase, pulls it up, and I'm sure it's wiggling around while she's carrying it. And she goes into her other daughter's bedroom and drops it into the tank and puts the lid on it. And so, uh, yeah, that, that's right. So uh, so then she hollers at me to come and secure the, the snake. And, and, of course, my smart aleck response was, if I wasn't responsible enough to secure it the first time, why are you asking me to secure it the second time? And so she, she uh, we, we together, we secured it. We went on our trip. But, uh, yeah, that's uh, the snake got loose in our house. That would creep me out so much to know that there's a live animal that is like, you know, like a snake or a, 
somebody had a pet tarantula that broke out, to just know it's in your house somewhere, but you don't know where it is. I'd feel like it'd be crawling on me in the middle of the night or something. I'd feel something brush up against my legs, under my sheets or whatever, and I'd think every little thing would be that animal, that snake or that tarantula, whatever. That is scary. So now she's got an apartment. It is scary. You're exactly right. So my daughter's got this apartment in Columbia. I'm not going to tell you which one because they don't allow pets, but my daughter's taking her snake to this apartment, and she's got a roommate, and the roommate is completely creeped out by the snake. So you have roommates, Matt. Would you, would you like it if one of your roommates just popped up with a snake in the tank and said, oh, don't worry about it, Matt. It's, he's in a tank. He's no. not going to bother you. I can't trust my friends with, with animals like that. No way. <laughs> so, yeah, somebody's already texted in about Indiana Jones, so thank you very much. Uh, yeah, but, yeah, I had to play Indy uh, to talk about because today's National Serpent Day, and uh, I, I looked this up. The the largest snake in the world is the reticulated python, and it routinely reaches over 20 feet in length. That's a big snake. Is your daughter's four-foot snake growing still, or is four feet the max? It's going to continue to grow, but it's growing more slowly. But I got to tell you, the coolest part, the coolest part of her having a snake is feeding time. because But she's got to feed it frozen mice because... Uh, because, again, if you put a live mouse in there, these ball pythons are so timid that the mouse would actually kill the snake, which seems counterintuitive, right? Yeah. But these ball pythons have been domesticated to such an extent that if you let them go in the wild, they're basically owl food. You know, they're they're toast. They're they're not going to live in the wild. Because if if you can't fight off a a mouse, how are you going to fight off anything else? So they're very, very domesticated. But I'll get it out, and it'll go on. It doesn't bother me at all. Uh, but uh, but if you want to celebrate National Serpent Day, and if you get a snake, make sure it's a ball python because anything else, when you put it in the tank, it's looking at you and it's thinking one thing, dinner. That's what the snake is thinking when he's looking at you. Hey, we're going to take a break, and uh, we've got this entire, entire hour open Good choice of music. We've got this entire hour open. No interviews this hour. I've got lots of stuff to talk about, but at your service means what we say. We are at your service. What's on your mind? What are you thinking about? What's bugging you these days? What's exciting to you? Give us a call. 314-436-7900 on the voice of St. Louis. KMOX. Why? Why? If you have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Selling a little or a lot? 
Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow, whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere, from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast news talk sports the voice of st louis kmox Here on At Your Service, we're apparently touched a nerve this evening because I've gotten a lot of texts from folks about snakes. Uh, and I, I mentioned snakes evoke an emotional response. Uh, most of us don't like snakes. I mean, I'm, I don't care. Uh, I, I don't, I'm not bothered by them. But most folks ha- have a visceral response to snakes. Uh, but one person texted in and said, uh, ball pythons can eat live mice. I've had six and uh, all ate live mice. Well, that's interesting, uh, and it must be because, and I'm I'm not I'm not making a joke here on gender. Promise me. But the female snakes are far more uh, vicious than the male ball pythons. That's why my daughter got a male because it's smaller, it's more docile, and the females. Uh, apparently grow about 50% larger than the male ball python snakes, and maybe those are the ones who uh, who will eat live mice because my daughters will, will only eat frozen. Now, you can make the joke about the, the female ball python being more vicious than the male. I'm not going to make that joke because I've slept on my couch before, and it's not very comfortable. So I'm not going to make that joke at all, particularly if I think that my wife could be listening this evening. So uh, in other in other news, though, one thing that I found interesting about today, and I followed this story for a very long time. It's a local story. And back in 2013, Missouri had a tax credit for filmmakers who wanted to shoot movies here in the state of Missouri. Now, a lot of conservatives are against those kinds and even liberals are against those tax credits because you're giving tax credits to companies, to corporations who are making money and they may not need a tax credit. Why are we giving these corporations a break uh, when uh, other industries don't get the same sort of a break? But as I've always looked at this issue and I've even known people in the film business here in Missouri, and at one point it was a thriving business. And then in 2013, the legislature stopped those tax credits, and the movie industry in Missouri 
by and large, just collapsed across the board. And yet we, as you heard on KMOX even this morning, there is now a renewed interest in this uh, film and movie tax credit. Missouri is one of only 15 states that don't offer any incentives for film production. The tax credit was cut a decade ago. The incentive question is the first question we are asked. That's Steph Shannon, the Kansas City Film Commissioner, who says there are plenty of productions in the pipeline if lawmakers put incentives in place by May. A bill to make that happen received a hearing this morning before the House Economic Development Committee. Michelle Davidson of Film in Mo says other states are actually beefing up their incentives now, but for Missouri, it's not too late. We're maybe a little behind the game in terms of infrastructure and crew. We need to build that up. But in terms of productions wanting to come here, if we're seen as film-friendly, and we do have a comparable tax credit, we will grow the industry, we'll grow the infrastructure. Davidson says many shows and movies in the past decade have taken place in Missouri but weren't filmed here because the incentives went away. Debbie Monterey, KMOX News. Thank you, Debbie. Yeah, three examples. Ozark. Have you ever watched the Ozark show that's on Netflix that supposedly takes place at Lake of the Ozarks? And some of it, I think they did some limited shooting at Lake of the Ozarks at one point to get some of the landmark uh, uh, visions and scenes that you see around Lake of the Ozarks. But by and large, most of it's filmed, I believe, uh, in Georgia. Uh, Sharp Objects isn't something that I saw, but most of us saw three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. It won uh, at least one Oscar, and it was a great movie, but it, it should have been filmed here in Missouri, and it wasn't for one reason and one reason only. No tax credits. So that's one of those things where both conservatives and liberals can look at this and say, we don't like this, but it's really about drawing business to Missouri. So should we be rewarding uh, corporate welfare, uh, rewarding corporations for this? Of course not. But if we don't provide these tax credits, these film studios will just go elsewhere. I mean, look at how much Georgia, Georgia the, the amount of money that Georgia makes from the movie-making industry is enormous because Marvel opened up studios in Georgia, and most of the Marvel movies are shot somewhere in Georgia to some extent. I'm not suggesting that Missouri is going to lure Marvel away from Georgia, but it's, it's, uh, it's the concept, and it's a very simple concept. We have to provide incentives if we want that business to come here. Otherwise, they're going to go somewhere else. So by spending a little bit, giving a small tax credit to these corporations, these film movie studios can come to Missouri, employ a lot of people, pay a lot of taxes, and overall, Missouri will benefit greatly from this sort of an incentive program. My hope is that this passes in Missouri in the legislature, uh, passes because the legislative session in Missouri only lasts till the end of May. And my hope is, is that this gets passed because it will have a benefit to Missouri. Plus, the bottom line, don't you think it's cool when you're watching a movie and you say, hey, I recognize those places. I've seen that. There was a movie a few years ago where George Clooney came to St. Louis uh, to film a movie, and I actually knew uh, at least one person, if not two people, who were in that movie. It's a lot of fun, but it's not just about fun and games. It's about economics. And from every perspective, from every perspective, It's a benefit to Missouri to have that tax credit, and I certainly hope that that gets passed. We've got more coming up, but I just want to, since we were talking about snakes, I I can't get past this topic. 
what do you think about snakes? I mean, I've told you about the story with my wife, and she couldn't stand it. It was scary. Uh, my daughter, what do you think about snakes? Do they bother you? Do you like them? Would you want one as a pet? Would you want your spouse or roommate to come home one day and say, look, I've got a pet snake. What do you think of that? <laughs> I would like to hear that from you. 314-436-7900. We're going to take a break. Don't go away. Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice, and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1,500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Tacovis is a terrific boot brand, and they're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage boot making. So they've carried forward all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've innovated on comfort, style, and service. As someone who tries to pursue a minimalist lifestyle, I highly value quality over quantity. And I'm telling you, you can't find a higher quality boot than Tacovis. Their western boots for men and women are handmade. Handmade from the most premium leathers with over 200 time-honored individual steps. Also, did I mention that they are Austin-designed, Texas-tested, and handmade down in the boot-making capital of the world, Leon, Mexico? And also, if you've ever wondered if you can pull off cowboy boots, which is something that I was thinking, you should pull on a pair of Tacovas and you'll see. Just do a quick search for Tacovas on social media and you'll see how adorably styled these boots can be. Visit tacovas.com, that's T E C O V A S.com, and point your toes west. I'm Dakota Hudson. I'm Jordan Hicks. I'm Cardinals pitcher Jack Flaherty. I'm Tommy Edmond. I'm Cardinals outfielder Jordan Walker. I'm Paul Dion. I'm Woodson Contreras. I'm Adam Wainwright. And you're listening to the voice of the Cardinals, KMOX. Welcome back to At Your Service. Brad Young in with you this evening. And uh, this morning, I had the pleasure of uh, being on with Debbie Monterey and Tom Ackerman, as I am uh, every Wednesday morning. I've got a legal segment on. It's at 835 on Wednesday mornings. And this morning, we were talking about a topic, and I wanted to expand a little bit on that. And the topic is Alec Baldwin. And Alec Baldwin, much like snakes, evokes a visceral response in many people. And if you mention... Alec Baldwin, people love him, people hate him. 
people think he's funny or not funny, uh, but most folks have a have an emotional response when you mention uh, Alec Baldwin one way or the other. And he has certainly been a lightning rod over the years. But with regard to this situation with the Rust shooting, he is now being charged with involuntary manslaughter. And what's interesting is under the under the uh, under the involuntary manslaughter statutes, he can be charged and serve if he's convicted for up to eighteen months. But under the state's involuntary manslaughter law, if a gun is involved, then an additional five years can be added to that. So there's obviously people are speculating about. Uh, will he be convicted? How will he fight this? How long will it take? What will be the outcome? And w- when it comes to legal issues, so often there are lots of things that we don't know. There are lots of issues that we're not aware of, and there are many different outcomes that are simply not predictable. This is one, however, that I think is fairly predictable. Here's why. Involuntary manslaughter is a situation where a, an individual is charged with murder, but they didn't intend to commit the murder. They just had a high level of negligence that resulted in someone's death. For example, if someone is drunk driving, they're driving an automobile and they're intoxicated. If that car smashes into another person and kills the other person, the, the initial driver didn't intend to kill the other person. It was just negligence. But the law states that that such a high degree of negligence, you knew you were intoxicated, you shouldn't have gotten behind the wheel, and because of that high level, we're going to charge you with that crime of involuntary manslaughter. And there are ramifications from that, and there are also legal defenses to that. But before we break that down any further, Mike is uh, is holding on the line. Hey, Mike, welcome to KMOX. Hey, Brad, I was wondering if you've been watching that trial down in North Carolina with that lawyer, that multi-million-dollar lawyer. Yeah, uh, Alex uh, Murdoch, I think, uh, I believe, is his name. I, yeah, I find it fascinating. Um, you know, he's got millions of dollars, and he's being accused of blowing his wife and his son away with a shotgun. And um, I would like to hear your take on it. Thanks. Well, thank you. Thanks for calling in, Mike. Well, the, the first thing is, I'm not sure that he has millions of dollars. He's from a wealthy family, but as the information has been coming out, and this is going to make a great Dateline episode one day, I assure you, but as the information has been coming out about that Alex Murdoch case situation, he was having money troubles. He apparently squandered, he got a, a settlement for a relative, I mean, I'm sorry, one of his employees, and he actually kept that money. And then that person mysteriously died. And I I don't know his guilt or his innocence, but I can tell you this. In every situation where an attorney gets in trouble, it's always one of two things. It's either sex or money. Every time, 99% of the time, it's one of those two things. And far and away, the most common denominator is money. If you look, and and I track this every month, I get lots of publications from the Missouri Bar Association, including including attorney disbarments and attorney suspensions. And in the vast majority of those, it's over money. And so while it's going to take us a while to get to the bottom of the situation in North Carolina, my instincts tell me that at the end of the day, this too will be something over money. 
because his family, his father and his uh, other members of his family have been very successful. But the question is, has Alex himself been very successful? And that's something we don't know. And when you look at all of these monetary or potential monetary transgressions by him, uh, you, you start to wonder if this is a large Ponzi scheme here that's gone bad. So as this case develops, of course, the focus is going to be on did he commit the murder? But the underlying issue that could be driving the allegation of murder and driving the allegation of murder against another one of his clients is going to be how is he spending the money? Because if he had a lifestyle that required him making a lot of money and his revenues weren't necessarily keeping up with that lifestyle, then he would have an incentive to start doing the Ponzi schemes and doing illegal things in order to try to keep up those appearances that, yes, I'm a multimillionaire. Yes, I'm a very successful attorney. Yes, I have a legal dynasty here. And, uh, and sometimes, as we all know, appearances simply don't match reality. So that's what I'm going to be watching as this case unfolds is, to paraphrase Tom Cruise, follow the money. Now, before the phone call, I was talking about uh, I was talking about Alec Baldwin, and one of the main defenses to a charge of involuntary manslaughter is something called the supervening cause. That means it's not my acts that resulted in the death of someone; it was the negligence of someone else, and that's exactly what we have in this situation because there's that armorer uh, Gutierrez Reed. She's the person who has the legal responsibility to make sure that the gun does not have what's called a hot load, that it's a cold load. It's a dummy load. It can't harm anyone. That's not the actor's responsibility. That's the armorer's responsibility. And so when that armorer uh, provided this pistol and it was having a hot load in that pistol, I don't see that as Alec Baldwin's responsibility. Now, I will be honest with you. I am not a fan of Alec Baldwin. I don't like his politics. I certainly don't like him on SNL. Whenever he was on SNL, I would turn it off. Not because I'm a big Trump supporter. I'm not. I just didn't find him to be very funny, uh, and it was kind of cringy. So I, I, but the, under the law, it doesn't matter what their politics are. It doesn't matter whether you like them or not. That's why the idea is that justice is blind. We're not to gauge whether someone is innocent or guilty based on whether we like them or not. That can't happen because if justice is blind, then in that situation, he needs, he being Alec Baldwin, needs to receive all of the rights and responsibilities under the law, regardless of whether people like him or not. Uh, hey, Dave is holding, wants to talk about some snakes. Hey, Dave, welcome to KMOX. Yes, uh, you were talking about snakes. Yes. Uh, uh, 75 years ago, I was about uh, seven years old, and somebody took me to the St. Louis Zoo. I don't know if it was, you know, sure. friends, relatives, whatever. And uh, when we got there, some kind of open field, I you know, can't remember what, what kind, but there were about 10 or 12 guys holding a snake uh, that was, you know. 10? Wait, wait, wait a second, long. Dave. Ten to twelve guys were holding one snake. Yes, yes, they were. They were feeding it. 
Oh. And they would they would put some they would put some food in his mouth, and the first guy would kind of work it to the second guy, and he would work it to the third guy, you know, <laughs> on down the line. <laughs> now, what, and, who wants to who wants to be who wants to have the job of the guy that's putting food in the snake's mouth? Well, he probably was a pretty you know slow mover. <laughs> and he's also got to be the lowest paid guy, you know, because if you're making more money, you're saying, hey, dude, I'm not doing that job. You're, you're going to give that job to somebody else. So no, whoever... I meant the snake. The snake was a, is a slow mover, I think. Well, I know the, the snake is a slow mover, but I don't care how fast or slow he goes, Dave. Do you really want to be poking food into those choppers? No, no, I don't want that job. Nobody wants that job. Well, I never replied. Okay, good. But but if ten or twelve guys are holding the snake, it must have been enormous. Yeah, fifteen, eighteen feet long. I think mm. you know it was you know seventy five years ago. I couldn't remember all the details. Right, I know. But the point, though, Dave, and this is what's fascinating to me is seventy five years later. I, I you're approximately eighty two now, but seventy five right. years later, you still remember that like it was yesterday. <laughs> yeah, it, it, uh, I haven't thought about it for, you know, years and years and years, but your program tonight brought it up. I, I thought of it right away. <laughs> yeah, and you like still snakes, remember you know, it because we remember those things that are emotional. And when you were seven, do you recall, did that make you afraid to see that snake or were you intrigued? Well, probably intrigued. I, I, I don't know. I don't know how it got there. You know, we came upon it, so they had mm-hmm. already... I, I don't know how they got it from the cage to the, to the twelve guys, you know. Well, you haven't had any uh, close encounters with snakes since then, have you? I I haven't, and I hope I don't. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Dave. Well, hey, thanks for calling in. I appreciate hearing that story. Sure enough. Thanks. Thank you. Yeah, I I was fishing one time. I was probably fifteen, and I was fishing in a pond in Southern Illinois. And I saw a snake coming at me. And so I started to walk away, and then the snake turned to chase me. And it actually chased me for about five feet, and I could run a lot better than, than I could now. But the, but the coolest encounter I've ever had with a snake, personally, is I also did something called uh, frog gigging. I don't know if you've ever heard of frog gigging before. And, yes, this is a southern Illinois thing. I grew up there. And frog gigging is you, you put on waders— and you get a coal miner's hat on your head that's got a spotlight on it. And you get a frog gig, which is basically a long pole with three prongs on the end. And when you shine the light on the frogs, the frogs will freeze. And you stab the frogs with the frog gig, put them in a bag. You take them home and you skin them and fry them and it tastes like chicken. Because that's the phrase, right? Anything. Oh, it tastes like chicken. Everything tastes like chicken. Uh, but frog legs do really taste like chicken, and you could get a lot of them, and it was fun and something to do. And so one night, a buddy of mine and I were frog gigging, and just as I shine the spotlight on a frog, and I'm getting ready to to stab it with the frog gig, a snake comes, and it grabs that frog in his mouth right as I'm getting ready to stab it, because apparently when I shine the light on it, the frog, the, the snake thought it was dinner time. So he stole it from me. I've got to tell you, for about two seconds, I thought about stabbing the snake in order to retrieve my frog. I'm like, dude, you stole my frog. 
It was my property. I shined a light on it. I tracked it. I had it cornered. And then you came around and stole it from me. But then Better Sense took over, and I thought, you know, I really don't want to get into a fight with a snake. So I just said, God bless you, my friend, and uh, I hope you uh, enjoy your meal. So, uh, and obviously, <laughs> if you've seen me lately, I haven't, I haven't missed many meals. So that is not been a problem. Hey, it's time to take a break. When we come back, we've got more news to discuss this evening here on At Your Service. I'm Brad Young. Don't go away. Love the flexibility of working in all sorts of places? Well, working on the go seamlessly requires a strong network like T-Mobile. We have America's largest 5G network. So whether you're on a video call at the park or uploading large files at a coffee shop, we have the 5G speed you need. Whatever takes you on the go, T-Mobile's got you covered. Find out more at tmobile.com slash network today. Coverage not available in some areas. See 5G device coverage and access details at tmobile.com. As we turn the corner into the new year, a lot of people are looking to get healthier. That includes Hero Bread, who have just launched their new recipe using heart-healthy olive oil. Hero Bread serves up 0 to 1 grams of net carbs, 5 to 11 grams of protein, and high fiber in every delicious serving. Made with natural ingredients, Hero Bread supports gut health, promotes weight management, and helps maintain blood sugar. All with no compromise on the taste, texture, and bready goodness you expect from your favorites. Now they're listening to their fans and updating their recipe with olive oil, an antioxidant-rich oil that's been shown to reduce cholesterol and minimize the risk of heart disease. Try it today with code HERO10 for 10% off your purchase at HERO.CO. That's code H-E-R-O-10 for 10% off at HERO.CO. I'm Tony Kornheiser. This is my show. My friends come on. We talk about basketball now, golf, and the metronome of your life, baseball. Whether it's opening day, the big tournament, or one of the majors, we have the best to preview it and break down just what happens. Listen on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Serving St. Louis for over 96 years. KMOX. During the break, uh, hey, Matt, pull up your uh, your microphone there. During the break, Matt Pajeski had a great question. What, what was your question again? I was uh, looking where I could get some frogs around here. Do I need to hunt my own, or can I order them <laughs> off a menu somewhere? Well, I could teach you how to hunt your own, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, it, it is a lot of fun, but I, I, I only had one problem uh, frog gigging in my childhood, and that was one time a buddy and I were on motorcycles. We were 15 and we had motorcycles, and we went over to this guy's pond, and we're gigging frogs in his pond. He comes out of his house. He starts yelling at us, and he had a gun and started shooting at us. Now, I don't think he was really shooting at us. I think he was, like, shooting up in the air like you do on 4th of July. But here I am with waders up to my chest. I'm in the middle of a pond, and all of a sudden there's a shotgun being fired over my head. You've never seen a guy move so fast in waders than when he's being shot at, I assure you. So we, we we got out of his pond, and of course we were we were not hurt, but it, it does have some danger. There's the snakes, and then there's the pond owners, and, I, and I'm not sure which one is more dangerous. Uh, there actually, I'm told, and we have the best uh, audience uh, in any of any radio station in this country. I literally was just uh, texted and told 
that you can get frog legs at the Broadway Oyster Bar. So if you're interested and you want to try it, it's a lot like fried chicken, very right. much like chicken wings. I'm interested. Very much like chicken wings. Uh, you can get them at the Broadway Oyster Bar uh, here in St. Louis. And I've never had them there. I've only had them uh, at, at home, but uh, you can get them at Broadway Oyster Bar and uh, tell them Brad Young sent you. Moving on from frogs and snakes. I don't, you know, I don't know how we got off on frogs and snakes all evening, but it's a, it's a fun discussion. One thing that is also a fun discussion is that uh, today, in fact, there was more investigations into uh, the DocuGate, the, the document scandal that's plaguing both Republicans and Democrats. But what's interesting is, is that the FBI searched President Biden's vacation home, didn't find anything. But at the end of the day, I don't see I don't see President Biden being convicted here. I don't see President Trump being convicted of anything, even though their situations are vastly different in the mind of the public and in the mind of any potential grand jury. If you charge one president or ex-president and don't charge the other it looks to be favoritism. And so I really don't see there being any charges. Plus, historically, historically, people have kept documents forever. I mean, I remember even during the Carter administration, there was problems with documents being kept. Nobody gets prosecuted, generally. Sandy Berger, who was the national security advisor for President Clinton, he actually went to the National Archives and stuffed documents into his socks and into his pants and smuggled them out. Now, you, you, I, I don't know how desperate he was. He pled guilty. He had to pay a fine. It was a misdemeanor. It wasn't that big of a deal. But my point is this traditionally has not been a major issue. However, I did read today, and I, I don't know if there's any truth to this, but there, there were some interesting things found, uh, and just now apparently this is breaking news, about stuff that was found next to President Biden's Corvette in his garage. Because in addition to some of the documents that were found, apparently uh, President Obama's birth certificate was found in there. I can't confirm that. Uh, but also some of his initial hair plugs for President Biden were found in his garage next to his Corvette. Now, those I'm sure they were very gray by now because he got hair plugs a long time ago and certainly as one who's follically challenged, it's not for me to, uh, to, to mock his hair plugs. But one of the more interesting things, apparently, there were some JFK documents found in there, too. So I really want to see, I really, really want to see what those JFK documents have to say. Uh, and, and according to reports, even Jimmy Hoffa was found in President Biden's garage next to the Corvette. So uh, look for that tomorrow in the news. And that should be uh, breaking news tomorrow. One of the things that's not so funny, though, is that as we watch how the war is progressing in Afghanistan right now, one of the things that was just released earlier this week is that it looks like uh, Vladimir Putin is buying U.S. weapons that were left in Afghanistan. If you remember when we pulled out of Afghanistan in 2021, one of the things that we left behind, and I say one, but it was billions of dollars worth of equipment. There were there were uh, Humvees, machine guns, rockets. Uh, I don't believe that we left any tanks, but there were certainly armored personnel carriers and, and lots of equipment, helicopters. 
uh, what's called surface-to-air missiles or man pads. Uh, stinger missiles were there, and, and those stinger missiles have been used to great effect in the Ukraine-Russian war. A lot of those were left. And so now it appears, according to reports, that Putin is buying those weapons from the Taliban that were left over by the United States. And when you think about that, how awful is that, that we left those weapons because we left in a hurry, and now those weapons could be used by Russia against Ukraine, whom we're supporting in the war. That's very, very sad indeed. And it, it looks like that this would be done with cash. They would be paying cash to the Taliban because they need cash. But the question becomes, how effective would the Russian army be at using those weapons? Now, I I have to tell you, one of the most magnificent things, because I love military technology and I follow it very closely. One of the things that's been fascinating to me is how the Ukrainians have been so adaptable when it comes to equipment. Think about this right now. The Ukrainians are using more different kinds of military equipment than have ever been used by any one country in the history of warfare. Because it's not just Russian leftover Soviet equipment. They're using that equipment. They're using German equipment, Poland, Polish equipment, U.S. equipment, British equipment. They're using an amalgamation of all of these different types of military hardware. That's never been done before. Never been done before. So, The most fascinating part of this is something called a harm missile. Basically, a harm missile is an anti-radiation missile. So, for example, one of the jets that are built right here in St. Louis, it's called the Growler. And uh, it's not the F-18 Super Hornet. It's the F-18 Growler. It's a modification of the F-18. And it's designed to be an electronic warfare or a jamming jet that will jam the radar systems of other countries. Now, one of the things that the that the has been built rather for the Growler aircraft is this anti-radiation missile. So theoretically, if the jet is coming upon a surface-to-air missile battery that's got a radar lock on the jet, the F-18 Growler could fire an anti-radiation missile that homes in on the radiation from that radar battery, goes in and then destroys it. A lot of those missiles are built also by Boeing as well. So those missiles were not built to be used on Soviet aircraft. They simply weren't. They were designed to fly off of U.S. aircraft, in particular F-18s, whether it's the Super Hornet or the Growler. So the Ukrainians have modified their old Soviet-era jets to fire modern missiles that were designed to be fired from U.S. aircraft. Now, there's one video in particular that I've watched. This one video, it's it's a cockpit video from inside, uh, I believe it's an Su-27, which is a Russian-made jet aircraft. And the Ukrainians have MacGyvered this jet, I mean, rather, this missile onto the jet, and they're using what appears to be either an iPad, an iPhone, or some sort of digital phone as the firing device, and it's duct-taped into the cockpit. And then they're launching these missiles that were never designed to be fired from Soviet aircraft, 
and they've MacGyvered it on there in such a way that they've adapted and they use those, uh, those that equipment, those resources to help prosecute or help defend their country, rather, from the Russian invasion. Fascinating, fascinating thing to watch. But what I don't want to see and what I hope that we never see is U.S. weapons that were left in Afghanistan being used by the Russians against the Ukrainians. Now, the last thing here that I think is interesting is where else is Putin going for weapons right now? One of the places that he is going, and this has been confirmed by the U.S. Southern Command Chief General uh, Laura Richardson, she confirmed this week that the Biden administration has uh, has offered other countries, like, for example, uh, Venezuela, Cuba, Nicaragua, they have offered them used U.S. military equipment if they would send their old Russian equipment to Ukraine. To me, that is a perfect opportunity to mend fences with countries that don't like us and help Ukraine all at the same time. You want to talk about a win-win? That's a win-win. And I hope that the Biden administration can make that happen. Brad Young, at your service. We've got lots of stuff next hour, including a discussion. What is the worst thing in America today? What What do most Americans dislike the most? We'll cover that next hour on At Your Service, KMOX. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. US Q3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. We all agree that reducing carbon emissions is a good thing. And once again, Toyota is leading the way. We hear a lot about fully electric vehicles. And Toyota has them, with more coming in. But we also know a BEV is not for everyone, whether it's because of cost, range, or concern about finding a charging station when you need it. Plus, the raw materials used to manufacture batteries are limited. Enter Beyond Zero, Toyota's vision for a carbon-neutral future. In vehicles and in manufacturing plants, too, in the years ahead. The materials used to make just one long-range battery for an EV could be used to make batteries for six plug-in hybrids or 90 gas-electric hybrids. That's why Toyota's position today is electrified diversified. Empowering you to choose how to reduce your own carbon footprint with the vehicle that's right for you. A hybrid, plug-in hybrid, or battery EV. So shop, learn more, and get details at toyota.com slash beyond zero. Toyota. Let's go places.